Welcome to Talking Tourism, the podcast series created specifically for tourism operators. Talking Tourism, the expert series, is the ultimate resource for business owners who want to lift their skills to the next level. If you want to learn how to be a better tourism operator, listen on. Hello and welcome to Talking Tourism. I'm your host, David Reid. Talking Tourism is an initiative of Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. It's the peak tourism body for tourism in the beautiful state of Tasmania. And if you're a first-time listener to Talking Tourism, well, welcome. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that every fortnight we're releasing new conversations with some of the best and brightest in their industry. Usually these conversations are insightful, inspiring, informative, sometimes funny, about positive things that you can do to make your tourism business and our industry better and even more successful. Well, sadly, today's episode is going to be very different. Uh, Today is Monday the 23rd of March. The whole world is coming to terms with the awful reality of COVID-19 and the uncertainty that it has generated for all of us about, about our way of life and about our future. This is especially true for those of us in the tourism, hospitality and events sector who are facing a very challenging and anxious period over coming days, weeks and months. In Tasmania's case, our borders have effectively closed. Many of us are working through the ramifications of what all this means for our business and our industry. And that's what this series of podcasts is designed to help with. And in keeping uh, with the tourism way, we're going to try to keep this as positive as we can on some very challenging topics. And this this, uh, particular episode is all about industrial relations, the award and what we can do with our staff. And today we're going to introduce Merv Saltmarsh from the THA. Welcome, Merv. Good morning. Good morning, David. How are you? And thanks for the opportunity. I'm not bad at all. Um, We've all got a bright face. I've got some accommodation. I did have some accommodation. I don't have any income for the next few months. Um, After we've done this, and I'm an expert in IR, can I come and work with you? You sure can. Oh, good. I'll be your your expert <laughs> advisor. Uh, look, uh, the industry really wants to try and hit the pause button. Uh, but when we want to press play again, the world will be an entirely different place. So as we're trying to press this pause button, I want to ask you a series of questions because we've all got some staff. My staff are casuals. I've only got two. So I'm assuming, Merv, that I can just not put them on a roster because I've got no cleaning next week and nothing will happen and that's just the way that occurs. Is that right? David, that, that's correct. I guess there's two, two types of, of casuals. Now, the Prime Minister last night talked about, um, and before I answer that, just really quickly if I can, I mean, ultimately it's about coming out the other end and it's about lives and the livelihood of all of us and yes. our businesses, you know, so that's the key driver. With, with casuals, there's two forms of casuals, those that are short-term peak and those that are long-term and casuals. But ultimately, if they're stood down, like a stand-down, and we'll talk about that in more detail, there's an opportunity for them to have access to job start right. immediately. So you have two options. Either there are no, there is no work and rosters no longer exist, or if you stand them down, you can still retain a connection. So you have two options. Either way, employees can access Jobstart. Right, okay. In, in my particular case, um, I might have some work. I mean, if I'm lucky enough that some Tasmanians want, might want to visit 
my property over the next couple of weeks um, and, and I can, I've got a couple of changeovers or cleanings to do, will that completely compromise their job start or so, sorry, their, their, um, their, their um, new start allowances? No, it won't. No, it won't. And looking at the detail on everything, uh, you know, that was announced last night, as further yes. detail, it says this. is someone, and we could probably use part-time, permanent and or casual, if they're on 38 hours a week and you retain some form of work and it reduces to 20 hours, they have an ability as a result of this situation, to access up to 1100 per fortnight. So, okay, right, okay, so the difference between what they're working and what they're not working, they have that opportunity because it's about, you know, employees and it's about coming out the other end. Yeah, yeah, okay. The, the hospitality industry award in which we all work under, does that have, and, and that's uh, monitored by the Fair Work Ombudsman, um, does that have any leeway in these situations or is the law still the law still the law? Fair work legislation overrides all awards. So the th- three awards, David, that normally cover is, you're right, the hospitality award, the restaurant award, the clubs award and the retail award, but the provisions read the same with regards to how we manage employees, how we pay, whether it be redundancy, whether it be stand down. So they mirror each other in terms of how we manage it. So if you understand the umbrella, legislation is fair work. Right. Legislation and awards sit under those and we apply fair work. Okay. So a lot of us have had agreements with Booking.com, Expedia, some some large organisations like that and, and we sign up to those. And they have in their in their contract, something called a force majeure clause, which means that if there is an act of God or an earthquake or whatever they are, including now a virus around the world, special circumstances prevail. Have we seen any of that in, uh, included in, in any of these, um, these structures you've mentioned? Yeah. Look, again, Fair Work legislation covers all employment, all arrangements. So reg- in short, any circumstances outside the control of any employer or organisation means you have the ability and you need to apply fair work legislation. Right. That's why stand down is, is important. Stand right. down and how it's managed is important in a total shut. Okay. So it's covered. Well, l- l- let's let's talk about that straight away, can okay. we? Yeah. Because um, now we've got there and I've, I've answered my personal question about what my two little people will be doing about my casuals. But let's talk about uh, if someone has to close their business because of last night or f- whatever uh, other arrangements there are, do that, does that mean that they have to stand down their staff as such and do they have to make them redundant? What, what, what does this actually mean for a person that's employing their staff this morning? Okay, look, depending on the size of the businesses, they may, may make different decisions. There may be redundancies applied with in accordance with fair work. But with the stand down, David, and I guess the the, uh, the challenge and, and what we're about is staying connected with the employees, be mm. it full-time, part-time or casuals. So again, the stand down provision is important. They would be notified, employees would be notified. They still remain employed by the company, which means their accrued annual leave and everything else is continuous, right? So there's two types. There's permanent part-time and there's casual. So it's a stand-down and how they're managed in a, t- in a shut means they are still connected to the employer. In in the case of permanent part-time, 
Accruals, like annual leave, sick leave, continue to apply. So they're not disconnected from the employer. When you, when you said permanent part-time, do you mean permanent and permanent part-time? Correct. You mean the whole, the, all, the whole gamut? Yeah, okay. So standing down, um, sorry to, 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 it sounds like I'm a parrot. No, it's important. But this sta- is very standing important. down means that the employers are still connected. Absolutely. So they're still on the books, they're yes. just not being used for the moment. Is that a way of describing it? That's correct. Okay, they so stay, they, stay. Their, 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 their entitlements are still rolling on? Okay. They continue to, they, they have the option, okay, essentially they're stood down by the employer, their annual leave, and that continues to accrue, sick leave, because they're still employed. The only difference is the government will provide a payment up to $1,100, and now this has happened nationally, as you know, Qantas and other large organisations en masse are in a stand-down situation, so it's the same application. Right. And it's, look, it's really important. It's not, it's not ideal, but, it, but in a sense, particularly with small employers, cafes and restaurants, where they have, you know, a balance of, say, four, five, maybe more permanent part-time and casuals, that the application is the same. The only difference is... Uh, uh, accruals as a permanent and or part-time continue to apply, but casuals can have access as well. Okay. How, so it's how, significant. And, and, and how easy is it to access the, the, and who do you make the application to? Right. There's, few, there's a number of things, David, we control and, and obviously the government and the website and, and we make and we will make reference to that as well. The government website will indicate that Centrelink and contact is, is available through the website. Those websites are going out through tasgov.com. I have them there and I'll give you a list of those. But that that is where employees, if they finish tomorrow as a part of a stand-down, have that ability. And as you know, the federal government, state governments are making sure that those processes aren't delayed. And what about the... Can the employer apply for grants to, to, to support their workforce and how do they do that? Yes, they can. Through the government website. And look, David, I'll be honest with you, in, in covering employee queries for employers, there's some detail I'm not across other than I know that the subsidies and the support packages by the, the federal government is opening up the ability for employers, sole traders and others to have the ability to uh, assist in that area, which is the, about keeping employees. Yeah. And by the way, this is the subject of another podcast about how do people access the, their, their financial thing. I've got a... Um, I was straying, Merv, not you. It was me that was straying. I've wandered into a different area rather than industrial relations. I apologise. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got a range of uh, permanent part-timers working for, for my uh, theoretical business and I'm having to reduce my hours to nothing and I'm, I've got a restaurant which this morning I'm told by the government I'm only allowed to do takeaways. So can I move my permanent part-time supervisors into casuals and just say, I'm sorry, uh, Things have changed now. You were a part-time, permanent part-time yesterday, but today you're a casual. Am I allowed to do that and move people around? Generally, the short answer is no, unless right. it was by agreement. Okay, so they could agree to that. Look, it would be it, it would be unusual, is the short answer, that you would move from permanent part-time to casual unless one was agreed to by the employer and the employee. Given the support packages and, uh, and that that's about, David, most, if any, or very few... I'd suggest would would be interested in doing that. However, you know, if employees come to you and say, "Well, that works for me," yeah, that's fine. Okay, everything is by agreement. Everything's by agreement. And if we're in a stand down or a 
clothes, I don't, whichever, mm-hmm. can staff be told, I don't know what I'm doing this week, so you're all going on leave? Can they be forced to take their leave? Once again, it's by agreement. The awards are clear on that, so it's by mutual agreement. And generally, with or without the circumstances we find ourselves in, it's if they have leave in excess of eight weeks, which is unusual. So, again, if they agree to take, uh, sorry, if it's they're directed, it would only apply if it was by agreement. Okay. Okay. Right. Now, can I just add to that? In Once again, in a stand-down situation, they have the ability to access their leave if they choose or they elect not to access their annual leave because, you know, no one really knows how long it will go for and whether they're... Um, have, have plans for that later on in the year, so they can leave that annual leave there. Okay, so, so what they might choice. do, they might keep their annual leave up their sleeve. Correct. But um, hop into Centrelink and go and organise some support mechanisms straight away and keep that buffer. Correct. Okay. Correct. Righto, righto. Um, can an employer say, I'm worried about you, David, uh, going broke and I want my leave paid out now? I am I am seriously in cash flow problems with at home. I can't pay my mortgage. Haven't had time to go to the bank. Whatever it might be, but I want my leave now. Look, once again, it's a decision by the respective businesses, be it large or small, as to whether they. The short answer is they can apply, and generally, uh, businesses out there would approve it. But it, it depends on the nature and the size of the business. Okay. So that that option can be available, and look, it happens with or without the circumstances we find ourselves in. the award, What the award says is only when it's leave in excess of eight weeks. Right. Which is generally unusual. Standing down someone means that the business is likely to reopen. Yes. So my question now is about standing down as opposed to being made redundant. Because if I close my business today because I don't have any hope of renew of reopening. I'm sorry, I was I was um, close to the wall before. This has pushed me over the cliff. So can I can I stand people down or do I have to make them redundant? And are there redundancy implications about that? Yes, the short answer is again depending on the size and nature of the business. Small business less than 15 in a situation would be if the business is closing, employees would be entitled to, you know, accrued leave, notice period. There would be an entitlement. Now, the package is being that, That's for over 15 people. Anything under 15 people, because mine's a small business, yeah. there's no redu- redundancy doesn't, doesn't exist. No, uh, yeah, no redundancy. However, right. someone that's been there, say, uh two years or more or one year or more, they would be paid their notice period. Okay. So there's a notice period and there's right. a redundancy. You know, okay. One, it's weeks per year of service. Even for under 15 employees? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so redundancy doesn't apply, but accrued or um, yeah, accrued statutory leave, so accrued annual leave. Yes, talking, you've got to pay them. Yeah. Yep. And a notice period. So right. One year, it's one week. Two years, it's two weeks. Oh, so I see. On. Okay. And have you got to be employed for more than a year before any redundancy payments um, apply to you? Yes, and more than 15 employees. Okay, more than 15, yeah, of course. Yeah. Look, redundancies may apply in certain circumstances in this situation. I I know I keep saying that uh, stand-down is an option, 
companies may make redundancies and they simply apply legislation if it if it applies. If okay. business is not opening or positions disappear, redundancy would apply if they made that choice. That's right. why larger organisations are staying connected with their employees. It's about restart generally. Mm. But, of course, small businesses may have a different decision to make. Mm. These are completely different times than we've ever experienced before. Are you noticing or have you experienced in the last week some very interesting novel initiatives that you've seen that you can share with your listeners about how people are managing through this with their staff? Are they coming to some extraordinary agreements? <laughs> uh, yes, is the short answer. You Great. know, even even before <laughs> the most recent announcements or the latest announcements, um, you know, take, take away options and staff and... I know um, in Launceston, anyone that's been following, and I, 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 uh, I can mention Karen Burberry at uh, as Cataract on Patterson and a number of others. You know, they move very quickly on getting staff together and uh, looking at how they can maintain some form of uh, continued operation with takeaways. Hmm. But in terms of operating their businesses, they, they've made a decision to close down like others. Uh, look, there's a whole range of things, David, to be honest, that it's happening out there, and I guess if you follow social media... There's some clever and creative things happening out there. I noticed one guy that was uh, at a distillery has um, publicised the fact that he's now um, making hand cleaner through yes, a I similar did, process, I which I that. thought was extremely... That's uh, a very clever plan, isn't was. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is it possible under the award to reclassify people? For example, I've got a supervisor mm -hmm. working in my restaurant because I'm only doing takeaway now, I actually need them to work in the kitchen or they might have to leave. Am I allowed to put an option to someone to say, look, excuse me, there's no work here on the front on the floor anymore because it's closed. But actually we do have a little a trickle of, of, of work out the back. Um, would you kindly go and do that instead of your normal work? Uh, uh, can you move people around? That Can you be flexible in these situations? You can, David. Quite often awards are very prescriptive, you know. They, they tend to read like war and peace, so it's difficult. Yes. But the short <laughs> answer is by agreement you can. It's, it's a reclassification um, and you have that ability, but it's by agreement generally. And look, in the circumstances, you, I mean, I can't, uh, I guess I can't guess what, what people may or may not agree to, but... That's happening as we speak in some and places. I, you've mentioned by agreement on about uh, four or five times mm. so, so, so far this morning, which is really interesting to me because I didn't realise that there was such flexibility in adverted, <coughs> excuse me, in adverted commas by agreement. I didn't realise that they, those those opportunities were with us already uh, by agreement. So that, that's that's useful to know. Yeah. Look, lead lead time on consultation and and. Many people have different views on what that means. Consultation is seeking input and, and you may or may not get agreement. You know, things like roster changes. Well, ultimately, if things are outside of your control of the business, you have to alter rosters and working arrangements. So communication is really important while you're doing it. So providing you do communicate, the award generally says, you know, 48 hours or seven days that rosters change. But by agreement means, you know what, guys, the, things have changed really quickly. To, for us to retain some form of uh, operation and some form of employment reduction of hours is, is is happening, and that's why it's generally by agreement. Otherwise, you know, the option is you, you, if you're in a shutdown situation, it's you go to a stand down. So, generally, we find in circumstances like this, people are open to 
to changing working arrangements, which is good. Merv, you must have had a hell of a week last week. Your phone's been going flat out this morning. <laughs> Can I ask uh, for all of our listeners, what are their options for advice from you? Uh, are they able just to call you at a moment's notice, give you a hand, get, get, get a hand up? Absolutely, Dave, and that's really important. What we did last week is we reached we reached out. Look, there is some, I know this is a long answer, but... Take as long as you like. The priority out there is, isn't it? It's about, one, it's about everyone looking after each other. It's, it's, it's about our lives. It's about everything that we're doing. So that, that's the priority. And, and what we've found is, um, is to minimise when we do reach out is filling inboxes with a lot of information, but simply providing them, one, we're here, two, can we help, any questions, and these are the areas that you can contact us back. So we did that by SMS. I think we reached out to a 1,000 members. And, and they know what our direct phone number is, the hotline there. So the short answer is yes, interesting week, but you know what, we, we see ourselves as a service. I know that sounds cliched, but we, we are. But when people ring, the thing that, that um, I kid you not, as difficult as it is out there, I've had conference calls from different hotels and restaurants from managers and owners, is they thank you just for having the discussion, you know. Uh, and, gee, I, you know, you put the phone down and you think, wow, they're in the heat of this thing and they're trying to manage their business and employees and, uh, you know, they're just seeking our support. So that's what we're doing. So to answer your question, interesting week, but we, we see it continuing and hopefully we can provide support. Our hotline is 0407-869-924. Hang on. You're going too fast, Matt. Slow sorry, that down sorry, so Dave. people can write it down. You've got to remember there are people like me listening to this that's that have true. to write stuff down. 0407 <laughs> 869-924. Now, that'll get an answer every time. That'll, and inquiries, David, look, I know it's, it's difficult. Inquiries at tha.asn.au. And look, David, we're part of uh, the National Australian Hotels Association, everything else. It's on our website. Um, yeah, and I, I, look, the takeaway message for us is we're conscious that when we reach out, it is, can we help? Any questions, this is where you can come to and we're, we're on the phones and we're on emails and we're on texts and we're on and everything else and it's just to help people through with what do I need to do to protect my business, what do I need to do with employees and uh, we're providing that information. A challenging time but we'll get through the other side and that's why uh, some of the options we've spoken about is, is just retaining connection with, with employees but saving the business and saving families, you know. And, and hopefully letting those businesses... As I said, press the pause button, but when it's time to press play again, we're all, we can go back into business. And Tasmania, on a more positive note, Tasmania has bounced quickly from the other experiences that I've had in this game over many years of pilots dispute, ANSET falling over, SARS, some other, I can't remember, GFC. There's a lot of Australians that when this horror nightmare has of lockdowns and our social disruption has finished, will think, I'm probably not going to go straight to Lombardia in, uh, or somewhere in northern Italy, but I might go to Tasmania for a break. And I'll tell you what, we can bounce back quickly. So putting these measures in place where we can get our staff back to work soon will be very useful. Yeah, yes, David. Out there right now, and it's it started early this morning, um, some difficult and emotional discussions are happening 
with employees because it's twofold. One is managers and, uh, you know, licence holders are um, looking at how to, how to say the business is coming through and employees are genuinely concerned about, um, you know, their employment. So that won't be easy for anyone, but ultimately the, the process for how they manage is, is really important. That's why, that's why um, you know, when there's no choice but to stand down it's not, still not a comfortable discussion, but it is, it is an option that uh, provides employees the ability to stay connected with the employer. I know the Prime Minister talked about that, but that, that's as hard as it is, the stand-down provision provides that connection with, with employees and the ability to, uh, to access uh, JobStart and everything else, whilst it's, it's stressful for everyone, is, is a step that, uh, that's really important. You know... Having said all that, it is a difficult discussion for anyone to sit down because, you know, the, you can imagine yourself as an employer, small business, you're worried about your employees that you want back and, and to take a, take a point that you raised earlier, the common theme is we really want to, uh, if we shut our business, restart and we really care for our employees, and they do, so it's, it's, it's that sort of discussion that's difficult. And that's why we're providing that sort of advice, you know. A lot haven't been through it before, very few. I mm. mean, when we say unprecedented and we hear that a lot, oh, it is. It completely. Is. I had 25 years in mining and it was pretty common. So you're either going vertical upwards or vertical downwards. But, you know, in this industry in, in Tassie, hopefully we're the uh, last to experience the impacts yeah, and the yeah. first to recover. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, Merv from the THA, thank you very much indeed for your time this morning for your offer of help to all of our members and all the people that are listening and for your words of great wisdom about how we can look after our people, look after the business and hopefully recover quickly. Thank you, David. And if I could just say one more thing. Please. And, and closing, we, um, whilst we're representing members, we're actually working with Luke and the team across the whole industry. So we're, we're taking calls and we're, we're available right across the board for the industry. Look, listen, uh, that number, 0407869924, um, that's going everywhere. I'm going to put it in the Mercury tomorrow. Thank so, you. mate, it's not just uh, members or people listening. If it's your phone number, you're going to be in serious trouble. I can feel it buzzing in my pocket, David, <laughs> and that's fine. That's what we're here for. And we have good a good team you. back at THA and everywhere else. You'll, you'll, you'll need uh, every minute of the, uh, of the waking day to manage, I reckon. Thank, Thank you. you, Merv. Thanks, Thanks very Merv. much. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Talking Tourism and I hope you found the material today very valuable. I want to thank Merv Saltmarsh very much from the THA, from the Industrial Relations area. I also want to re-emphasise his phone number, 0407 869 And thanks again, Merv. If you've enjoyed today's show, please tell your colleagues to take a listen as well. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon for more advice on the coronavirus on Talking Tourism. You've been listening to Talking Tourism, brought to you by Tourism Industry Council Tasmania. For show notes, other materials and episodes, head to tict.com.au. Be sure to come back every fortnight for a new instalment of Talking Tourism. Talking Tourism.